Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, this is episode 27 of the Create Me podcast and it's with um, Katie Guthrie, aka KMG, yeah? Yeah man, I had a really good chat with Katie, covered quite a few things. We spoke about um, her early years at Great School of Art, her kind of creative practice and much more. Yeah, Katie man, definitely 100% good people, really enjoy chatting with her. I was kind of slightly worse for wear during this kind of um, episode, which is probably, I know, not much um, very professional of me, but all around a great chat and I hope you guys can kind of continue to kind of share um, podcast episodes and especially this one on your Instagram stories or share it with um, like-minded friends too. So yeah, um, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy our chat and um, I think the next episode will be episode 28 and that's going to be my day at the green with the Painted Doors crew. Um, really enjoyed that day too, so I'll probably come back towards the end of this episode for a little ramble all right catch up soon podcast um yeah this is going to be an interesting episode for me because i've been kind of been in contact with this person for a while i think maybe i don't know if it was the start of the year probably earlier yeah. she had a few messages here back and forth but it's katie guthrie um kmg on instagram yeah and i think yesterday you did actually at the art high thing you did actually correct that because i was going to think oh it's kmg yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I know my friends always she roast to me about it. Yeah. Like, it's just KMG, but yeah. KMG wasn't available, so okay. I just stuck yeah on the end. So right. Like now everybody thinks that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's kind of strange because I, I kind of like obviously follow you, like on Instagram and the scene, like you know all the really interesting cool things that you've been doing and I know yesterday you was at the art hive kind of thing mm-hmm. so this might feel a bit repetitive for you to go over yeah. some of that stuff that you spoke oh, about yesterday yeah <laughs> but they were like um I know you kind of mentioned that you kind of moved here when you were younger yeah with family like yeah. yeah so I was born in Bristol right. um and my family well my mum my whole family's from Scotland we right. just, my family were down there for work and mm-hmm. um, so we moved to Aberdeen before I was even one right so, you know, I did grow up in the city mm. and lived here until five years ago. Mm. Um, so I stay in Perth now, um, but I do spend the majority of my time still in Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, so for you then, like, how do you say, like, your kind of early influences on that kind of creative journey kind of started for you? Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I, I don't even really know. I think, you know... Like I said yesterday, I, my mum said from an early age, um, I was just always painting. I was like, I really kind of, I just didn't talk to anybody in nursery. I ignored everybody. I just sat in the corner and painted. <laughs> and just that, that just kind of carried on. Yeah. Um, my granddad, I guess, had a bit of an influence. He had a lot of sketchbooks that he used to keep. And he did a bit of painting. But, you know, there, there was nobody really else in the family that that was creative okay. um, so I, I don't really know where it came from I just always have been making stuff or doing stuff and then 
you know, going to galleries with my mum and my dad when I was a kid and then, you know, getting more into art at school. My primary school art teacher actually had a huge influence on me. I can't remember her name now, at Cult's Primary, but um, she was amazing and really encouraged you to kind of explore different kind of creative paths and try new things. And again, lucky to have went to Westall Academy and was quite lucky that the arts department there yeah. is, is quite strong and again, good at encouraging us. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's been quite a natural progression. I can't really think of any defining moment where mm-hmm. I thought, oh yeah, art, it's just always been my goal and it's just always been what I've done. Yeah. <coughs> All right, cool. I think um, getting a tone from like, you know, the late kind of conversations yeah. having yesterday <laughs> was that, you know, um, you was about at a time, I think like John Rees touched on this when I've interviewed him as well, saying like 10 years ago in mm-hmm. Aberdeen, there wasn't such a kind of big emphasis on art being expressed on walls or yeah. very much contained <laughs> down. Tell us that something from 1984 kind of yeah. thing, you know, like the George Orwell thing. Like, and it's kind of like, I think for you then, like being, you went to Grace School yeah, of Art. Yeah, How was it like back then when like, um, when you were studying? Like, what, when did you start and when did you graduate? So I studied it, so I went straight to, to Grace from yeah. school. So I started with Grace when I was 17, so 2002 and graduated in 2006. And mm. um, used to do like little stencil kind of like sprays then. Used to mm. cut out like stencils into the bottom, bottom pixel boxes and kind of go out and just do these cheeky stencils. Yeah. Kind of around the same time John was doing it and a few other friends were doing it. Um, but then the police were just cracking down like mad. Okay. Like, little, like, as George probably has told you, yeah. he got his knuckles wrapped fairly heavily for doing a few paste ups and stencils, which is utterly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's like, you know, I'm not going to say to you not have anything better to do with your time, but, you know, they, <laughs> they were making it incredibly hard for artists to kind of go out and do stuff. Yeah. If you think about the fact that Aberdeen is a city has you know more cameras to population than most cities in the uk i think it's in europe next to london it's got the yeah. most cameras per population mm-hmm. so that's insane yeah. makes it quite hard <laughs> to get up to any mischief <laughs> which is a good and bad thing yeah. but i mean for street artists you know mm-hmm. so a lot of us just kind of you know we still did it but not to the same level that you're seeing on the streets now yeah, it wasn't yeah. totally i think when you see Aberdeen now, it's quite hard to think back to what it was like back then. And it wasn't just street art, it was art in general. If yeah. you look at the fact that the the council basically shat on any plans for a new contemporary art centre mm. as well, and three quarters of its funding was ready to start building yeah. because one man decided he didn't want it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the attitudes <laughs> towards creativity in artists. We, we'd go to a few public consultations about the, mm. the contemporary art centre, and one guy actually said that artists were selfish and only out for themselves. And that was quite a common attitude. And oh, again, yeah. it's quite hard to imagine now with you know the success of new art and painted yeah. doors and look again. But that was quite a common attitude that artists were elitist. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't for the general public. Right. That was quite deep seated in 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 everybody's mindset. Um, so it was drastically different. Um, it was. It's quite. It's quite crazy now to see. I never thought it would get to the point that it's at now. Yeah. Back then, that's unimaginable. So yeah. they told me ten years ago we'd be painting. You know, twenty foot murals. I'd, I'd laugh. Yeah, like, yeah. what are you on? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like. yeah, it's, it's totally crazy. It's nuts. And when you was at Grays and you was kind of studying and you was kind of like you know learning and being taught and stuff, how was like the lecturers and stuff? What was their approach to the whole the kind of alternative art, kind of street art? Kind of thing? <laughs> was it really kind of really rigid, strict kind of structure? Yeah, like, I mean, street art at that point, you know, that's the tail end of the kind of 90s so mm. street art was growing kind of elsewhere yeah 
Um, but it wasn't the movement that, again, it's been recognised as now. Now it's a recognised art movement and galleries have realised they can make money out of it. Back then that wasn't the way. Um, you know, you were heavily influenced against any sort of urban art. You know, it was very much oils. <laughs> Even acrylic art paint was like frowned upon, you know, like oil. Um, but I still did, I, I did actually work in high school paint the majority of the time um, at that time. But um, yeah, it wasn't, you know, the, the tutors are great. I love them. Yeah. I had a great experience there. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I was a bit of a stubborn one, um, did bash heads in them quite a lot. Um, but yeah, urban art or lowbrow art form, anything yeah. like that just wasn't wasn't really talked about, wasn't encouraged. Mm -hmm. um, it was very much abstract, right. contemporary, kind of highbrow kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Portraiture, you know, the kind of more traditionalist. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because you're still thinking that even as like the early like 2000s that how drastically things yeah. can change, you know, it's just like, it's really amazing that you think about it. Like, it's so, crazy. Yeah. There, there was like, there's an artist, Kaz, or Kazim Muhammad Ashfaq, who was in the year above me. He was doing like loads of street art kind of stuff and stencils and he was actually really celebrated within the painting department. Oh, the tutors loved him. Yeah. He went down to, oh, was it Slater Goldsmiths? He's now down in London. He's oh, like, yeah. by, all, by all, from what I've heard, like a successful artist. So he's the kind of person I remember really pushing the painting department and trying something oh, new. Right, right. Um, and when I was painting, he was actually a, a really good help because he recognised I was into the same thing. So he used to come by my studio and like show me artists and be like, you know, have you seen this? Yeah. So he was, you know, a good influence for me at that stage as well. Cool. Um, and I, he's the first I can kind of really remember from my generation of painters anyway that started like kind of pushing that kind of, you know, the kind of street art, urban art, graffiti yeah. kind of culture within the painting department. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That sounds really interesting then. Like, yeah. So when you graduated then, what was like the kind of, was it that, that usual chat of like, well, what are you going to do now with your life? <laughs> Was yeah. that yes? Yeah. Uh, kind of. I think I'm quite lucky in the fact my parents kind of have always supported me and what I've done. Cool. As long as I'm working, they're happy. You know, as <laughs> yeah. long as I'm not just sitting, getting drunk, and not doing anything. They're, you know, as long as you're earning your beans and yeah. you can, you know, you're making an effort. They're quite cool to cool. just just let you do. But yeah, there was. I mean, I was 21 when I graduated, so I was so young yeah. looking back. Um, so I just got yeah, I got a job at my local skate shop, mm. and I worked there for a couple of years and. Did a few exhibitions, but I think I said yesterday I got quite got quite tired of the kind of contemporary art scene. I found it quite elitist, quite okay. unapproachable. Right. I kind of got a bit bored of like the only way you kind of got work was by sucking up somebody's ass. Or, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, I just yeah. not down with that. I'd rather mm. you get opportunities based on the merit of your work. Yeah. I don't know. I just find it, it at times I just find it quite like a, a kind of complex and kind of just exhausting experience to go to openings and not just in Aberdeen, just in just in general, just yeah. Just in general, yeah. the fine art establishments mm. can be, they're not the most welcoming, I don't... You I know don't they're a bit, like, bit cliquey, kind of, yeah, in a sense, like... Yeah, super right. cliquey, yeah. and, like, nice to your face, and then, you know, stabbing your back. So, like, got, like, quite quite tired of it yeah. quite quickly, and just actually just took a step back and did remove myself mm -hmm. from from the art scene quite heavily. Um, for, for a few years, I went travelling for a year, um, which was great, and it was always still making work, but just not putting it, I mean like, things like Instagram didn't exist then, so yeah, yeah. always making work, but just not really putting it out there, um, so yeah, I went travelling for a year, then came back, got the same bag, job back at the, the shop, and then, you know, started making more work, and then 
met my friend Mike and my friend Neil and we had like our the Hell Yeah illustration show and then just started slowly getting more into actually enjoying making more work like I think they were in the same mindset of me that we're all into kind of lowbrow illustration and yeah. um, we're all influenced heavily by the skate and snowboard and graffiti cultures that we've kind of grown up yeah. in um, so it was quite refreshing to to have like plan openings and work on things that were we felt more accessible yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and try and kind of shift things up a wee bit and do things in a bit more relaxed manner yeah. i think that's been like kind of lit the fire under my ass like to kind of do more stuff okay right. get more involved and you know start actually making things happen yeah yeah and then i guess in through that i know like i know i'll probably in this kind of discussion i was going to refer to the art hive that the listeners <laughs> some yeah. some of them probably who will listen to this episode oh yeah i was there and some people are like no i fucking idea <laughs> Like, but you kind of did mention that kind of like when you went back to the um, skate shop borderline that that's when it led to opportunities of people recognizing your work and you had that little free spare time doing yeah. like some like drawings or illustrations that's it and then yeah. people recognizing that and then that kind of led to some further opportunities of actually yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of snowballed yeah. I think life's kind of like that so I think I think if you if you work hard and you just keep at it and you put your stuff out there people will come knocking yeah and I think you know in that case I think you know I, I kind of am contradicting myself because that was very much who I knew and mm-hmm. um, like I was drawing stuff in the shop and by that point Instagram was around and I was just sticking you know drawings on Instagram mm-hmm. and some of the snowboard reps for some of the snowboard brands had picked up on that and you know and, and and said, you know, oh, do you want to do this for our magazine, or do you want to do these things for our snowboards? So that was very much, if I hadn't been working in the shop, I wouldn't have met those people, yeah. so those opportunities wouldn't have come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, very lucky in that respect, I think, as well. Um, and the shop, again, the reason I got a job in the shop is because I love snowboarding, so for me, it was a perfect place to work. I yeah. loved working there. But it also, like, you know, works at work. So you started work at 10, finished at 6, and the rest mm. of the time was your own. It wasn't yeah. like you're, I don't know, like a teacher and you're having to take your work home with you, or you're in an office and you're having to take your homework, your yeah. work home with you. Um, and that was a very calculated decision I made as well. Yeah. Like Every decision I've made in my life has been with the, like, can I still make work? Can mm. I still draw? Can I, you know, yeah. is yeah. art still going to be possible? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think as artists we kind of have to do that. So. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, like... Um, even like like for you, I think like you're like kind of almost like like the story just kind of turned up like from where you kind of started out and it's kind of been a really interesting trajectory and so it's kind of seemed like like you know you've not gone to seek out those opportunities they've come to you yeah just in the back of your work or what you've been doing yeah stuff like that and like so how's that kind of felt like then like you know just kind of thinking like you go through the whole university process of studying and then you must have that kind of self-doubt bit of it's like, will I ever make a career out of this? <laughs> yeah. And like, I think you're probably one of the first people I've interviewed who's full-time, this is your career, mm-hmm. actually being a painter, illustrator, like yeah. street artist kind of stuff. And that's really kind of cool to kind of see, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, every day I'm like totally grateful, which sounds mm-hmm. totally cheesy, but I, like, I do recognise that it's, it's, you know, is not normal. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I don't really understand how it has happened. I think I've, I've just been really, mm-hmm. really quite fortunate um, in the fact that it has. Cause I think, you know, I'm not, I don't think I work any harder than anybody else or are more talented than anybody yeah. else. I think I've just been lucky and the opportunities have arisen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always that kind of, <laughs> I say this to 
me and the S were doing. There's always that kind of doubt in the back of your mind, though, like, when's it going to end? When's like, this lucky streak going to end? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to a shop tour, you know? But, I mean, <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've only been freelance for is it two or three years now. Three, three years okay. freelance. Right. It's still new in terms of my lifespan. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm 33 now, mm. so... Um, yeah, but I remember the same as art school, like, you know, you're, you're not going to really get to where you, you're not even going to really start your career as an artist until you're in your 30s. Okay. I remember 21 thinking, fuck. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so old. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but then you were totally right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, but, yeah, just, I, I think I'm lucky. I think yeah. That's what it boils down to, really. Cool. And then you use a part, I don't know if it was like a collective, but it's like a like-minded bunch of guys that you've involved in that did like a space and toy what was that called again project slogan yeah 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 that was Sarah Stanley yeah because yeah, Joe Joe Muir told me about that as well yeah and she, she actually showed me a promo video no way that's on YouTube no and way. I saw you in it as oh well oh god that's only remember the angry I've just been on the hill all day yeah, that's, that's it on the internet. I think it is. I think <laughs> it is. I have to show you after this. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's so it, oh, it's kind of cool that there was something happening back then. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's actually because Joe mentioned it, I wouldn't have known, you know, that yeah. there was a bunch of like, like-minded people said, oh, let's get together and stuff. And Yeah, but, yeah. And, and like, how was that like then, being a part of that kind of thing? It's cool. Because I mean, like, that was our kind of, I guess before that, there was Limousine Bull as well. Mm. That was like, kind of, that was my friend's mum, actually, that, that was in mm. the involvement with Limousine Bull. So you're going back, like, I think the 80s then. Okay. Limousine, I think, don't, right. don't quote me on that. But, um, and then, so yeah, Project Slogan was really exciting. So that was Sarah Stanley, who was actually my studio buddy like, in painting. We shared a studio. And uh, yeah, she just like worked her ass off to get that space. So the original space is in Torrey, 179. Victoria Road, okay. still remember, because me and her had a studio at the back, right. and the galleries at the front. And it was a great wee space, but the neighbours were always complaining. Like you guys, you guys, and you're off the party. And, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Even. Like you have an open. I remember being in the gallery, uh, just invigilating yeah. it for something, and someone who came in and just gave me an earful uh, for absolutely no reason. Oh. She's like, we don't like to see this sort of thing. Alright, <laughs> 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 yeah, she's so mental. I was like, alright, love to her. No worries. <laughs> But then, uh, so it was, I can't remember how long it was in Tory for, but then she moved to Langston Place, next right. to Wasps, which yeah. was there for a while too. It was a great initiative, so that was great. I mean, it was a shame when it when it closed, but I mean, it, it closed because of lack of support, you know. Yeah, and do you think now, if that, was, that kind of initiative was in place now, that that could still be sustained in a kind of current climate in Aberdeen with the kind of creativity and culture stuff? I would like to think it would, but if I'm honest, I don't know if it would because mm-hmm. I, I think still it's great what's going on, but I think the council have their golden geese and they're yeah. sitting on it. Yeah. I, I think the smaller kind of grassroots institutions would still struggle. I mean, they, I mean, they are still struggling. Like Peacock still can't get people through the gallery doors. Yeah. I mean, Sutty Art Space, which is a tremendous yeah, gallery. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's such yeah. a good space, and nobody can be bothered to go to it. Yeah. So I just think like galleries. Like I think that's why Aberdeen loves festivals because people's <laughs> like attention spans are like crammed into like a week or three days. Whereas like long term things like galleries, nobody can be arsed yeah, with. It's like yeah. it's really bizarre. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's strange that as well because like I'm always telling like 
colleagues or friends about stuff that coming up you know, or inviting them to it and stuff so, oh, yeah. I didn't realise that was going on you have a lot of conversations in the office and it's just like oh this is shit there's nothing really happening yeah. and stuff it's like oh guys come on it's so like, weird yeah and I think it's because I think when you start getting in tuned with that kind of side of the culture and creativity now yeah. it's almost like there is that little small kind of community you go yeah. to places you recognise people and like, oh cool how's it going and stuff like yeah. that but it seems a shame that actually the people of Aberdeen who might not be involved in the creativity side or uh, the culture aspects is kind of not engaged with that. And when they do engage yeah. with that, they're like, oh, this is amazing. Like, yeah. you know. Once they know. Yeah. Because I mean, like, openings are always busy. If you go mm-hmm. to any of the galleries for an opening, there'll be people there. Yeah. So the creative community are definitely informed yeah. and going and supporting. Yeah. But you need to have the general public behind involved that as engaging well. a bit, yeah. I think it is just making, again, making these spaces seem like approachable and making mm. people feel comfortable and like they can actually visit them yeah um which i think still is a problem not just for aberdeen yeah. but a, a lot of gallery spaces yeah. in the yes. world um there are i even i sometimes feel like an imposter i do as well like i used to when i was younger from my childhood like the area i grew up in like dunnage gallery um quite walking distance from where yeah. i live so going from a very working class housing state area walking yeah. to a very middle class area and us as kids, as young people, actually, because I, I got this kind of thing through my mum doing that, going, to, taking us to the gallery as a park. Yeah. So that's a kind of the ultimate free summer that's activity. <laughs> go to the park and the frisbee and football, have a picnic, and then go to the gallery. So totally. I think that's my kind of early influences with art. But when we got a bit older, I said, okay, we'll go and play football with mates and just go to the gallery. That's like a thing. And then people at the door saying, oh no, you can't come in here with yeah. football. Okay, we'll leave the football, hide it in some trees, stuff. oh no, you can't come in wearing trainers and shit like that. Crazy. And it's just kind of like, I've always kind of had that kind of, not like the chip on my shoulder kind of thing, but it's just kind of like, well, you well, you, you know, you, you have to engage with all types of people. Yeah, ours for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's very much, oh no, you can't come in here. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of shit. So I've always kind of had that thing about my kind of personal thing is actually starting, like, re-engaging with that since doing that in the podcast and being like, oh, don't know really about this. <laughs> you yeah, know, you kind of, yeah. you kind of like analyze and think about. Well, if I see a familiar face, oh, that's cool. Like I'm standing in my drink, and it's like, yeah, like, like look, <laughs> look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> they were all doing that. Yeah, yeah, they were doing that. Yeah, but it's just kind of like you know. I think that's that's the kind of key thing, like what you mentioned there about like engaging the public mm. as well, because in things moving forward and actually going up like hitting some kind of like notice with the council it's yeah. good for that public engagement yeah you know it's not like i guess it's from the people that say no we want to organize this and say okay yeah but what's the engagement like yeah you know cause i think that's what like um Abbey city council and all these other places are kind of like involved with the funding of like new art and mm. look again stuff they recognize yeah. that oh wow oh like, you know it's kind of like it's done it's like few years and yeah. say, oh no it's really good like yeah exactly. we're going to keep supporting this and because the public are engaging of that but I think yeah. like it's a shame that there's not like a central kind of like you know I know we've got like the anatomy rooms mm-hmm. but they, and they closed 17 yeah. that was on like Belmont Street I think it was earlier this year back in March it's kind of like a, like a shame I think yeah you know, like, I think I don't know I just it's a it's a frustrating one yeah. because there's no real space for kind of emerging artists to flourish yeah um, there's opportunities for established artists, um, but now that Limousine Bull's gone, now that Project Slogan's gone, um, oh, I've totally forgotten the one that was on um, Cascade, New Wave was it, New Wave, like all these kind of smaller galleries, now they're gone, 
you know, your average graduate's not going to be able to walk into a show in Peacocks or the yeah. Sunny Arts space, yeah. which are essentially their two options now. I went to the Greys um, end of year um, the the degree, degree show, show yeah. So good and then, yeah, and then I spoke to a couple of like just different people, like a bit of like the fashion and textiles and stuff, and. Like some people obviously from Dundee, mm-hmm. Glasgow and stuff, and they're going, oh, maybe the plans are to move down south or yeah, go back home. Yeah, classic. Yeah, and it's kind of like, and they kind of like, come in with a young person's name, but it's um, saying to her, oh, that's kind of a shame because, you know, like what you really do, and it's really looks like, it's yeah. really cool and stuff, and like, and she said, oh, no, this is not the space, there's nowhere that we can actually go and carry on doing this. That's and it. she's thinking like, I kind of think like there's that bit of me saying for fuck's sake, Sabadee. Like, yeah. kind of like you know, it's kind of like it's the same like you know, it's like money's going for your fingers. Not like that kind of yeah. I don't want to kind of monetize young people kind of like who graduate, but it's just like you're missing out on a unique opportunity. You don't know what yeah. that person could be bringing to the city. I know. You know, that's or, it. like you know, and they're kind of developing further and progressing yeah. with their craft or their work and stuff and it's just like oh no you know someone else in another city will benefit from that well you know? that's it it's, that's like, what's happened yeah. that's happened for years yeah. I mean if you look at the majority of graduates from a year they live in Glasgow now right so yeah I mean it's just I mean that that is that's what everybody says like used to be like oh so when are you when you leave in Aberdeen I mean mm-hmm. I've left Aberdeen more so because they couldn't afford to buy a house here okay and um, that's you know the main reason we left to, mm-hmm. to get a house in Perth because mm-hmm. we could actually afford a house rather than you know like just a one-bedroom flat at the same um, which has dramatically changed now yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. what I was going to say you think yeah. students would be kind of want to stay now yeah. it's cheap and yeah. like you do have studio spaces available like Jim was saying last night yeah. about studios there is spaces available yeah I, I do hope more grassroots I, I, you know it's a difficult one and I, I, I hope somebody somewhere supports a grassroots initiative to yeah. get a gallery going because they are great being in I, again feel quite fortunate to have been involved in that kind of era because yeah. we did you know Sarah took like took a lot not risks but she did some great wee shows that mm. you wouldn't have got permission for you wouldn't have been able to do yeah. in some of the bigger galleries I guess you got to talk about like spaces wise as well like you know um, it comes up quite often about how people have to pay like the really high <laughs> Like retail rates and stuff. Yeah, like, I think it's, yeah. And is it, you know, it's just kind of like, oh. You uh, could rant about that. Quite yeah, a lot. you could. <laughs> you absolutely could. Because <laughs> it's a shame, actually, because that kind of like, for people saying, oh, I've got this really cool project and I want yeah. to show that, put that on display and stuff. And then the total knockdown or the knockback is like, actually someone saying, oh, it's going to be cost this much. Yeah. Like, come on. It's like, oh, well, fuck that. Like, That's you know, it. Like, yeah. Just trying to get my head around it. I think we touched on this last night. Yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but yeah. it's the same kind of group, small group of people that own the majority of the commercial property yeah. in Aberdeen. And they um, don't really have any association of actually. They don't want any. <laughs> like, we, we approached them so many times yeah. as recent graduates and when we were still at Grays mm-hmm. and numerous times after that, just yeah. been like, this unit's been sitting empty for five years can you just we'll pay you we can't afford to pay your full rent mm. but can you do us a deal and at least the space is getting used which looks better for you because it's not just an empty space mm-hmm. you're making some money rather than none yeah. you know we promise we, we won't trash it we'll look mm. after it anything it'll do you a favor we'll clean it up yeah and every time they're just like nah so i mean how do you even start to well i guess it's kind of that? i guess it's kind of people when if you didn't like kind of like almost corporate entities yeah. it's like multi-million pound kind of thing so it's yeah. just kind of like and you know it's kind of like well that's a little person like 
You know, it's, yeah. it, it probably doesn't even come onto the radar. It probably doesn't even go up to that person. It probably comes down to like the someone the admin bit. Like, no, Julian admin. Yeah, Julian <laughs> admin in the big menu. Like, yeah, yeah, like. But again, I think that's why what's happening on the streets is so exciting because yeah. there's no rules there. Well, there is rules, but we ignore them. But yeah. <laughs> the reason, but I mean, like. You know that we own the streets as much as they do. We pay our yeah. taxes like they do. Yeah. The streets are ours yeah. as much as they are theirs. Mm-hmm. So we feel that we have the right to express ourselves on the streets. Yeah. They can't control that. They try to, but you know, and I think that's what's so exciting about the street art movement and the graffiti movements in Aberdeen is that that is one thing that they can't really. They try to control. Yeah, but to they can't point, really. Yeah, but they can't really. There's really quiet actually. You kind of think there's a there's a big rich history in that, and I'm actually starting to kind of recognise that. I've been like, holy shit! Like mm. there is like so much that's gone on even before I moved up here. Yeah. In terms of like street art, graffiti, and everything. That's it. It's bad. Yeah. You don't really know about it. I think that there must be like someone must have like a book. Kind of like, some guy started trying, but right. he got kind of like I think he got fairly shot down in it. Um, right. Because I think that, like you know a lot of these people, you know, crafters are quite different to street artists in the yeah. sense that they they don't want to be recognised. Yes, and, keep it this keep it. You know, like they, this, they, they, you know. they don't they do it for they've got different not motives because they're not seeing all street artists. A different passion for yeah, yeah. So they, they don't want like somebody like mm-hmm. document everything they do because it'll probably have yeah. their chance of, of being recognised and caught. Mm. Which is fair enough. Yeah. And they're not into that as well. Yeah. Um, so I mean. Yeah, some guy did try, but he got fairly shot down on the thing on the internet. Um, right. But it would be interesting. Like John's got a good, a good wee zine with like little. Um, okay. I don't know if he made it or somebody else made it, but he showed it to me in the Cocoon Studio a couple months ago. It's a cool wee. You should ask him a little zine. He's got taken photos of different oh, bits of graph and oh, street art. Oh, so cool. It's yeah. Pretty cool. But no, like. Going back to you, um, kind of thing I was interested in. Like, when was the that kind of moment you realised, like, oh. This is official now. I'm actually artist. <laughs> like I am. And uh, like, <laughs> do you ever remember having that kind of moment? I was thinking, sitting back, and being like, uh, "Oh shit, this is it now." Like, yeah, it's probably like, probably was like when I, because I, because I quit my job, yeah. like about three years ago. I, I guess I didn't. I was an artist, but you never really tell somebody you're an artist. Like, is, that, is that a fair thing of people looking yeah, at you like, oh, for fuck's sake? Like, so like, I'm an artist, <laughs> but actually I work in Borderline. Yeah, <laughs> it's not actually my job title. But like, I guess like when I went, because I went to college for like six weeks to study, and then I dropped out of yeah. there and just went freelance. So I guess like when I started actually just making money, mm-hmm. it doesn't again, it doesn't feel real. Like when people ask, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, I'm an artist. Yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't really believe it myself <laughs> that I get paid to draw things. Mm. Not to like shit on what I do, yeah. but like, um, yeah, it's, it's a kind of weird one. But I guess it doesn't really feel, it doesn't feel, doesn't not doesn't feel real, it, or doesn't. It's just kind of what I've always done. It's yeah. what I do now, just full time. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't really, don't really think about it too much. Mm. Um, I do, I do catch myself like, yeah, on a weekly basis, being like, oh my god. This is crazy. Yeah. Like pinch myself kind of right. thing. Like I'm an artist. I'm living as an artist. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Right. But I guess it also like you know, I guess for a lot of people who who are at Grays or studying down south, like you know, it's kind of that's the thing. Mm. Don't want to be employed full time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's really cool that you managed to get to that position. Yeah. I mean, it's so. good, but it's you know, I think like any like you'll know yourself. Mm. Anything that you do, either like 
you know, like like your podcast, yeah. it takes over your life. So yeah. it's not like a job, like I said before, that you could leave at home. Like my family <laughs> are constantly getting on to me for working too hard. Like constantly, like getting lectured because like I don't. I don't sleep. <laughs> I, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah, the same as well. Like, I can be up at ridiculous times. But it's just kind of random. Like, you kind of wake up and be like, oh, I've got this idea. And yeah. Like, I kind of just sent a message to you guys who I've interviewed before. So I've got this idea. We do like a podcast and they become very much a hip hop head. So I've kind of messaged you and like Justin and Honk and Gary. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah, let's do an episode of your top five and stuff. And it's like, but I didn't, I'm kind of like, it's kind of woke up in the middle of like the night. Yeah, but I yeah. remembered and then it kind of popped into my head at work and I was just like, just typing away. That's it, man. Because it's kind of good, ideas keep going. I think for me as well, it's like, um, like I love doing this as well. But there's that kind of bit where people start saying, oh, so who are you interviewing this weekend? Yeah, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then some weekends I don't, because I'm pre pre recorded some episodes yeah. and stuff as well. But it's kind of all good because it's kind of like you get so much that like, tunnel vision. Yeah. And you're thinking, like, okay, I've just kind of seen to someone, I need to go and interview them. So, you know, I need to go yeah, and speak right. to them, you know? So, That's I guess, it. yeah, I guess for you, like, you get an idea or you've got like a project coming up and you're just like, I'm just zoned in to. You just can't yeah. take your foot off the gas. Yeah. I think that's what it feels like. It feels like um, if you're in a position where you are really lucky and opportunities are coming, you can't turn anything down. So you just constantly say yes to everything and then you're ending up like working on like six projects at once, deadlines all coming up fast and thick. Um, so yeah, it is, it is, you know, it's not, it's not like easy. It's not like, oh, I'll just roll into my studio and do some painting and roll out. It's yeah. 24-7, seven day a week. I don't, I go on holiday, but I'm not on holiday. I'm yeah, con- constantly kind of, working. Yeah, I think it's kind of strange because you, because... Uh, one thing for me, like I, I had to use, I, I realized like that kind of social media thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of disengaged from it and had to and had to get back onto it again. Yeah. Like, reactivate the Facebook accounts and sign up to Instagram. And yeah. Noticing that I use a good, it's beneficial for me because I don't really engage with the whole troll thing. And yeah. I think when you kind of engage with like-minded people, kind of uh-huh. be like either way it works both ways and yeah. stuff like that. But like if I'm kind of going away one weekend with my partner or my wife and it's just kind of like um, that you know you kind of start living for your phone yeah. and it's kind of like on the table on the table totally. like oh, notifications <laughs> oh, messages about and it's like oh that's really bad you know it is but I mean yeah. social media itself is a full time job yeah like god it's like it's it's own beast yeah it is <laughs> definitely it is. yeah it's, you know, it's, it's crazy I think like for you as, as well, like I've seen that you kind of done a lot of traveling with your work as well mm-hmm. so far, and like, yeah, yeah. Um, that's becoming like that's just the past kind of year or so, um, and I think that's for me just trying to push myself because although I don't live in Aberdeen anymore, a lot of my work is in Aberdeen. My friend was taking the piss out of me, saying that I'm gentrifying the city. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like I did feel like I was like, oh god, the majority of my work is in Aberdeen. Yeah. I would quite like to kind of get work outside and yeah. um, so obviously worked for Rico um in a few locations so that's been really good in Glasgow and Isla uh, Alawa um you know Dalmuir like a few different places so that's been that's been cool and then um went to London and um, to do a piece there and then um Edinburgh yeah I'll be doing a piece in Edinburgh soon a couple of pieces in Edinburgh soon actually um yeah, I really want to do stuff up in Orkney. My family's from Orkney, so I've okay. um, been kind of trying to figure out if that's possible. And then off to Barca next week. And yeah, been in Berlin. So yeah, it's been the past year has been it's been good in terms oh, of travel. Cool. 
Yeah. Um, which is good because I think you know it's good to get outside your comfort yeah. level and put your right work. Because I think if people recognise your stuff, then they either they know you and I think they tend to be a bit kinder. Whereas if you put it somewhere it's never been seen for, you're going to get more a more honest critique. Yeah, yeah. Like, what <laughs> which, are you doing? Like, yeah, which I kind of like. Yeah. You know, I kind of I think you know it's good to 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 hear that your work shit sometimes because yeah, it, it I feel like, you. yeah, yeah. But I think when like. It's just, it's when I've spoken to other people about that, when somebody says, like, oh, like any member of the public, and they're like, oh, that's shy, or <laughs> don't get that kind of stuff. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, or like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, it's classic. That. Yeah, but it's just kind of like, I think that, that engagement, you can still get something from there. You, yeah, can, have, you totally. can have a conversation about that as yeah. well, you know? That's I think that's it. I think, like, you could, you know, you could go home and go and cry and say, why am I doing this? But I think you <laughs> yeah. have to have those conversations, like, yeah. you know, with people and stuff like, because I get, like, messages sometimes, like, it won't mention names and stuff, looking like, oh, well, I liked this person, but I didn't like that person. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's fine. Right? You like, can, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, why don't you ask them this kind of question? It's like, because I'm not a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you an asshole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard-hitting <laughs> questions. You know, like, no, I yeah. think, you know, but I think one of my lecturers, was it Andy Cranston? Mm. I can't remember. One of my lecturers mm. said to me, you if everybody likes what you're doing, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And that's always in my mind. Mm. And I've always kind of, that's always actually been something that I think of when I'm making art. Like, yeah. Just do what you want to do and, like, don't try people, please. I think that's it, 100%, definitely. That's the kind of main thing to take, you know, because I think if you get caught up in that kind of people-pleasing kind of thing, mm. and then it's just like, no, it's, it's not going to do well for your mental health first. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. And you're going to be, you know, you open yourself up to be like, so someone says, I'll do this and do that. Like, yeah. Okay, I'll do that for you, you know. So that's it. I think that's definitely like a really good thing, like yeah. sage advice to kind of take on and still work. You know, totally. Work that, yeah. I think you can tell as well. I had one of my friends who like drastically changed his style because mm-hmm. he thought it'd be more commercial. And you could tell he wasn't, like, you could tell by looking at his work, he, he wasn't into it. Yeah. And as soon as he went back to his, it's kind of his self, his mm-hmm. work just flourished and it's yeah. been like picking up momentum like crazy. Right. And it was just, you know, like, I think he had to go through that process to... To, so to recognise, actually, to recognize, I don't need to appease yeah. people, I can just be myself that's and that's it. all good, you know? And it was crazy to see there was, I don't want to use the word soul because it sounds cheesy, but like, <laughs> the soul there was it, no soul in it, yeah. you know, and his stuff had his soul, had his personality. Yeah. Um, but we're all guilty of that. I mean, we've all, I think, as artists and illustrators, we're going to be influenced by different styles. Mm. We're going to be influenced by other artists and illustrators. Our work's going to reflect that while we figure out who we are. Mm-hmm. So I think that's natural. You have yeah. to kind of. I've done it too. I've like been accused of ripping off artists and stuff like that while I've been trying to find my own feet. Okay. Um, but I think that's just like a total natural progression yeah. as artists. Yeah. Um, that you you do go through that until you find yourself, mm. and then when you find yourself, you can just. Hammer at home. And what about your own kind of like your own art? Like, mm. I guess I assume you have your own little studio space as well. I just got a new, yeah, I just like, actually moved into a new studio in Edinburgh. Mm. Um, so, yeah, because I, I had a studio in Dundee and that like kind of closed. So, I've just got a studio again in Edinburgh quite mm. recently, the past kind of two, three weeks. Okay. Yeah. And will you, like, through that, will you think like you kind of get to the point of actually doing, developing more of your own work and then. Yeah kind of doing like a little exhibition somewhere as well that's the plan um perhaps not an exhibition um but i really want to do a publication um i really want to do like a series of kind of murals that tie into a series of prints and right. um, it's all very i've not had much time to work on practice of late but um 
yeah, I'm going to hopefully start kind of something like that in Barca next week. Right. But yeah, I was really inspired by Flem when he was over and I was chatting to him. Um, and I got a copy of his book of his kind of lithograph prints that he does. Right. And they are just basically small versions of his of his oh, murals. Okay. Right. And that to me just clicked for me in my head. Yeah. I was like, oh, actually, that's actually kind of the route that I want to go down as well. That's really interesting. So yeah, yeah I think for me that would be kind of building up a body of prints and work. And experimenting with new styles and try and push the mural stuff alongside something else. Yeah. It's not just like a standalone, there's okay. kind of a thread to it. Alright. <coughs> there you go. And for you, who like the kind of influences that you that you think oh they definitely have put like the influence, the kind of the work, the way I do my thing? Um I also come from like a fine art background, so a lot of my kind of the artists that influences me are, are fine artists. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, well, like Keith Haring was a huge influence mm-hmm. to me. Bisquay, obviously, like a huge influence again with those street art roots. So those two had had a big influence on me from like a young age. Um, like there was a Brazilian painter called Beatrice Mohazy that I used to obsess over in art school. She does these like highly decorative kind of huge paintings. Right. Um, so kind of more fine art based. There, there are. I mean, I grew up in the snowboard culture, so illustrators like Michael Sieben, um, you know, Lucas Befort's a French illustrator stuff I love as well. So that stuff's definitely had an influence on my illustrative work, um, which, you know, used to be more apparent. That's, you know, I always got accused of being a Michael Sieben ripoff. <laughs> yeah, I got trolled bad on that one. Really? Yeah. yeah, but I was like, you know, I think I was just so into his work, like when I was starting off illustration, it did have a heavy influence on the way that my work was coming out. So. It was just a natural thing for me. Yeah. Um, looking back, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that is, it's quite close to the bone. Yeah. By the time, I think it was just me figuring out how to develop my own style. Mm-hmm. But his work's always, always from a young age, been an inspiration as well. Um, and Matisse, you know, just like yeah. loads, loads of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, not that many women, interestingly, like more, more, more male artists. Okay. But, um, but yeah, more, more the traditional kind of. Painters, um, well, I'm not like Keith Haring or a square traditional, but yeah, you know, I think they'd be plopped in the pop, pop fine art kind of realm. Okay, yeah. okay, and like um, the the character you call Ken. Ken. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what you call character. Where did that, that come come about? Like? Um, so Ken, well, he's named after like Aberdeen, you know, like Ken Fitlight. Oh yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. I went to the Pictoplasma Academy um, in Berlin, which is basically like an intense 10-day character design yeah. course. Um, so I think I said last night, I think it's, you know, it's really important to, to learn new skills and push your practice and not to kind of like, just always kind of take positive measures to do that. So that's why I went to that. I really wanted yeah. to like work on my character design. and um, So spend 10 days actually working on an entirely different character. Right. But through the Pictoplasma experience, I started like thinking more about my character design and how I wanted them to look. And then Ken just like popped out my brain one day. Um, I think the first Ken was actually for um, Riso Soup, which is like a risograph collective in Dundee. And they, they run like um, different kind of zines and like calendars where a collective kind of come together and we all get printed. So I did a print of like Ken hugging a melting ice cream man and that was the first Ken and then I was like oh I should really like this guy so I just like the the what I like about Ken is like taking a really simple form but then trying to create expression with it or like emotive you know 
So just using the eyes and the mouth based and the body language yeah. to create a sense of what's going on, I find it really quite fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I just started making little gifts of him and um, it just kind of picked up momentum. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of obsessed with them. I'm not drunk, so I'm like, everybody will be like, fuck's sake, he's got another can. But um, yeah, he's just really fun. I just kind of like him. Yeah. Um, and then obviously made the, so I went back to Berlin and made the sculpture of Ken. Mm. The journey of Ken to Berlin was, because uh, he was like a six foot sculpture. I don't know, I've never done anything by half. I was like, do you like a six foot sculpture? But, like, couldn't figure out how to get it there. So, my friends came across as me and we had to get a train to Newcastle. Yeah. And Ken was in bits. So, Ken was like, she had his arms and legs, I had his body in a bag. <laughs> we had the base. And then we got, like, so, like, a train to Newcastle and then an overnight ferry. Mm to Amsterdam, which we got absolutely hammered on. <laughs> <laughs> so we rocked up to Amsterdam, completely hungover in the sweltering heat. And I had to get like a seven hour train to Berlin. Oh, yeah, my pal was ready to murder me. Geez. And then I had to like build him in Berlin and then like paint him and glue him together. So that, that long, that's like, almost like that film, planes, trains and automobiles, but there are planes in it. <laughs> like, just yeah. like, was it, was that kind of the cheaper way than actually boxing and yeah. That, yeah of course yeah and yeah. like I think that for me as well it was the kind of I could have stuck him in a box and put him in plain cargo yeah. it would have cost an absolute fortune but then if it got dinged I was screwed yeah so you had to be used to very much I'm going to be responsible yeah <laughs> I had to actually post all my clothes to Berlin because I couldn't fit them in my bag it was a total shit show like <laughs> <laughs> you made it. I, I like I like the way you think. It's just like <laughs> I cannot take this six foot tall um, character, but I'm gonna post my clothes. <laughs> like, yeah. It was the latest, and I closed it up like three days before I had to leave. <laughs> so it was an adventure. Yeah. But I think you know that's kind of what keeps life interesting. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. I'm sure my pal Emma wouldn't agree. Yeah, it's like just like hungover, yeah. carrying arms and legs on the screen. But um, you know, these things add to. It's a story, isn't it? It adds, yeah. it adds to an interesting podcast story. <laughs> <laughs> my mum's like, "You're mental." <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so we had like Ken. He was the first sculpture. Um, so yeah, planning and doing some larger scale Ken. Do yeah. we want to do like? I really want to do like a gable end Ken. Right. Like a giant Ken, but like in a more complex kind of um, like environment, so not okay. just standing behind a block. Right, all right, cool. And I guess I know you said you're going to Barcelona. Yes. As well, and that's like what week, yeah? Yeah, it's like five days. Right. So you're basically, just going to paint as much as possible. Okay. In those five days, if it yeah. don't melt. Oh, it'll be Barcelona in the summer is beautiful. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's amazing. I'm kind of jealous. Oh, like, yeah, yeah like, no, can't wait. Yeah, can't no, wait. I love Barcelona. It's one of those places I think, like, if I could go back regularly, I definitely would. Yeah. Barcelona and Amsterdam, really. Yeah. Like, you know. Totally. Yeah. I'm out of Berlin. Barcelona, Berlin are my two. Okay. Like, Paris, not so fast about, but right. No, I've never been to Berlin yet, but I heard a lot of good oh, things. That's so good, you should definitely love it. Right. You'd super love it. Yeah. The hip hop culture is huge there as well. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The street art culture is insane, especially with Urban Nation, you know, like the, the world's first street you art see, like, gallery. You see, like, everything, it's insane. You see yeah. loads of pictures, like, walls, and it's like, because that like, space is just yeah. covered in, like, so yeah, I think I'd definitely love to oh, go that. down there as well. Yeah. And, and it's cheap once you're there. Yeah. It's, it's Super cheap. Mm-hmm. Street beers and kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no, like, um, so is there anything else, like, coming up for you, like, this year that you're going to be doing? Is there some things that you say, oh, I can't talk about that this year? Um, like, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. 
maybe something that I'm not allowed to talk about, but I've done a couple of things with Mary. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, big things, right. but I'm not allowed to talk about them. Um, just got actually, uh, well, just set up a like, kind of design focused studio with mm. my friend Emma Chapman, who's a designer based in Edinburgh. Mm. We've got a couple of pals, Jackie Bain and Kirsty Kirkhope, so they, they kind of do design and marketing. So we've kind of set up this kind of design company where we kind of decided we want to kind of offer clients more than just your usual yeah. design experience. We could offer the murals mm -hmm. and the illustration and kind of come in from a more analog angle. Oh. Um, so we started working together on a few projects. Um, we just did a print with the Dundee Print Collective um, for their, they're doing like a exchange print show. Um, so I printed you out in, is it Italy or Spain? Um, so we did a print there, we've just got a contract to do a big mural in Portobello, so we'll be working on that over the next couple of weeks. So we're quite excited about that. Um, again, it's more collaborative work I've, uh, than I always enjoy collaborating with people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's it for just now. Mm. Who knows, every day. There's something different, yeah. Something. yeah, yeah, you can never, you can, email. I think, yeah, you can always have that, I always kind of realise, you can always have a plan for something, but it never really goes according to plan, yeah, I think something that's will it. happen, like, you, you know, know yourself, you've got to kind of keep fluid, yeah, like. <laughs> just be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing this now, you know, yeah, I know, I'm yeah. kind of like, probably do need to put the feelers out to try and get some <laughs> more work, but we'll wait and see what happens, yeah, that's cool, and I guess like, um, I, I know I think a lot of people listening to this episode they obviously would follow you already on social media but mm -hmm. for listeners who don't know where to find you where can they find you like on social media um Instagram's your best bet so that's just like KMG yeah mm -hmm. um, I'm on Twitter but don't really understand it so <laughs> you know I found I, I did find Twitter easier but then I'm hardly on I'm probably more on Instagram yeah it's kind of like I like, like Instagram it's more yeah. visual yeah um, it's fun I People keep wondering about the algorithms, but I, I, I don't know enough about that to, to comment. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so I think like, yes, why, why I'm like, yes, like, people are not noticing my posts. Yeah, like, like just hashtag the shit, shit out of it. Yeah. Like, I hate doing it, but you have to hashtag the shit out of everything these days. It's just, that's the most laborious thing. You're like, yeah. oh, God, God. But then you sound like, how bad did that sound? Like, oh my god, got to type up 10 hashtags. Oh yes, another hashtag. What a struggle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After painting a wall, what awful life. The ultimate first world problem, isn't <laughs> it? Like, exactly. I've got to have to type. Right? <laughs> exactly, man. Um, or then, I think, like, Oh yeah, didn't didn't I think you know doing another Aberdeen inspired nights, you know, out on the on the green. Yeah, yeah, I think I might be joining you guys yeah, as well. Yeah, we go. It's such a good vibe. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. Yeah. It's so cool to see the grass market. You yeah, as a way. Grass market the green. Sorry. As a way, the <laughs> previous week. Yeah, I was down south when I saw all the pictures though, and I was just like, oh, so oh yeah, man. Like art, food, alcohol, yeah, right? Food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm missing out. Yeah, that, that, I think that the green. Like I know, like, cause um, through the hive talk at the cocoon studios, um, yeah, how Mary's talking about how it's kind of, it's, you know, that it's kind of good that somebody's kind of taking that on, yeah, and recognizing that space it is like a really, it's perfect, yeah, that kind like, of thing. yeah, yeah. And the buzz was so good. I mean, like there was bouncers, which I find quite funny. Really? Like, yeah, there was like but they weren't like being hard men. Right. They were just kind of, I think, making sure there, there was no trouble. I think yeah. they were just there in the off chats, but yeah. they had to ask everybody to leave a ten, you know, because. The license is up, and so we're all like, oh no, <laughs> it was so much fun just yeah. 
And you, and I think having the bar made such a difference. Yeah, yeah. Because people were just chilling, having yeah. beers, and it was so respectful. Nobody See, was it, it shows me that actually that kind of setup can exist in Aberdeen. I think a couple of years ago, there was talk about doing that on Belmont Street. Like, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember this chat? Like, yeah, vaguely. But, but we won't be serving alcohol. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, so everyone kind of thought that actually, no, we'll leave it. Yeah. I mean, like, but you know, you can, people can be responsible. Trust people. Yeah, but yeah, you know, someone's going to obviously not know their limits and then yeah. learn from that kind of stuff, you know? Like, that's it. But that's, that's guaranteed to happen. I've seen that, like, Years, many a time in London, Bear Garden, somebody falls yeah. over or some glass fall breaks or someone makes a dick of themselves. Yeah. It just happens. You know, I like, know. it's life. It's <laughs> like, weird. I mean, that's what's weird. Like in Berlin, like people just, you just buy a beer from one of the wee shops mm. in the tube station and you just walk around with the beer. Yeah. And there's no, there's, you never see really any fights and, and you just wonder if, I don't know, like I do wonder if, if ever you could drink here all the time if it would be messy or, or, I yeah. don't know if it's like a societal thing. Yeah, maybe a societal kind of cultural thing that like in the UK in general, we just go a bit nuts with a drink. <laughs> yeah, we're just a rager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's kind of like the, the frustration of this like everyday life and we're like, oh, payday, I need to just... Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's it, because when you're on holiday, like... like don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a rager, so when I go out, I go, I go hard, <laughs> as my friends will tell you. <laughs> but like when we were in Berlin, we didn't do that. Yeah. We were just having chill juice yeah. instead. It's so funny that, yeah, I think like when you go like, I do like family holidays, it's like with my in-laws and stuff, a family, last year we um, went to... Um, Malaga, and it's kind of like that kind of nice evening meal, glass yeah. of wine. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be drinking. I'm not going to get pissed tonight. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making a conscious decision. Like, you know? I have a glass of wine and like prosecco and stuff. Yeah. You know, but it's 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 cool. I think like I think yeah, just the UK wise, I think we kind of just kind of go a bit nuts. So when we go to have a country, we kind of just manage, just be like, yeah. Especially yeah. when it's a sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> the last two weekends, I think we probably lost half the population. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I was out earlier yesterday and I was watching the football and trying to get a seat outside and yeah. stuff. And it's just like, because I kind of realised, yes, because we're in the far northeast, like, yeah. in Scotland, yes, we don't really get this kind of warm weather. So, <laughs> so like, like, summer comes around every two or three years, so yeah. I get why there's loads of people just sitting outside. It's like, <laughs> Making the most yeah, of yeah, that. yeah, that's it, man. But no, like, thank you, Katie. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, for coming on the podcast. Uh, I think this will be episode 27 <laughs> okay. of the podcast. But yeah, it feels like, yes, finally, she came on, a really good <laughs> yeah, chat and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. So, no, that was um, Katie Guthrie, um, KMG, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll catch up with you again soon. So that's bye for now. Yeah, I'm back. Um, this is kind of like a new thing for me doing a little outro during a couple of episodes. I did it last, um, the previous episode was um, um, Old Togs, New Tricks, I think. Yeah, so I kind of, I don't know, taken to maybe doing a few outros. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, but overall, man, that was a good chat. I enjoyed um, getting to know Katie even though I was probably a bit worse aware um, on that day. But all round, man, I've definitely enjoyed, you know, getting to kind of meet up with her. I think it was like a process of me kind of through back and forth messages. And finally, it was really great to kind of actually kind of sit down with her in person and see like kind of like the things that, you know, she finds important and what she kind of takes us like, you know, creative influences um, that kind of have an impact on her work. So, yeah, man, all round, definitely enjoyed that experience. 
And I guess like kind of moving forward for the podcast, there's going to be a lot of kind of interesting chats kind of still coming up. And also I kind of thought like, yeah, for people, man, if you like a fan of the podcast and you like listening to it, reach out to me, you know, just let me know if you think, okay, my mate, you know, does something really interesting, creative in the northeast of Scotland. Just reach out or tag them in a post and let me know. Because I think it's definitely about, you know, exposing the kind of the culture and the creativity that's happening in Aberdeen. I think we need to kind of celebrate that more and kind of shout out about that more. I'll probably sound like a broken record because I'm always saying that. But I think it's very much important that, you know, we kind of, instead of kind of looking towards other places to come and know and see us, you know, we can kind of shine that light outward and everyone can actually look, you know, and say, well, look, oh, wow, look, this, look, look what Aberdeen's doing. So yeah, man, I think that's probably enough rambling for me. Um, yeah, I think next week would be episode 28. Like um, My day at the green with the Painted Doors crew um, for Inspired Nights Aberdeen. Uh, good to catch up with really kind of a few familiar faces there and some new as well. And a lot of interesting chats there to kind of put out for you guys to listen to. So yeah, um, hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll catch up with you guys on episode 28. All right, see you later.